This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Randy McKay and Brady Cannon, it's our NF's NFL divisional previews from a handicapping perspective. Today, we look at the NFC North, the Lions, the hard knock darling Lions, the opening night in the NFL uh, appearing Lions, the Lions who haven't won any, the team that sold out their home games, Lions, the preseason favorite at plus $1.35 to win the NFC North, Lions, the Lions are plus $135, Minnesota's plus $275, Green Bay plus $4, along with the Bears at plus $4 to win the division as well, the Lions, so a lot has been made of the Lions, and well, they started one and six last year and finished strong. And even in a pride situation, when Seattle won their game earlier that day, that Sunday night primetime game, they were playing for nothing, and they still went out there and beat the Green Bay Packers and knocked them out of the playoffs at Lambeau Field. The win total is at nine and a half, minus one twenty-one to the over. Playoffs, yes, minus one sixty-two. The no is plus one thirty-three. Twenty-two to one to win the Super Bowl. That's ninth. Ninth choice to win the Super Bowl, NFC, 9-1. to one, That is fourth, Golf, who had a very good year last year, 40-1 to one to be the MVP. Aiden Hutchinson, a nice rookie year uh, for him. Defensive player of the year, 33-1. to one. I think this one has a real shot. Jameer Gibbs, a running back from Georgia Tech and Alabama, offensive rookie of the year at 8-1. to one. And Dan Campbell, coach of the year at 10-1. to one. Brady, you are bullish on the Lions this year. Yeah, you know, Jimmy, every offseason we go through it where there's like a trendy team that, you know, everybody, you know, is buzzing about. And and I typically like to stay away from those teams. And I, I don't think the Lions completely qualify as that trendy team this year, but they're certainly on a lot of people's radar. And when I was looking at the NFC, I didn't necessarily want to bet Philadelphia or San Francisco. The prices are so short. And the best team I can come up with that has some value is the Detroit Lions. Uh, I don't know if their offense can be any better, but I think they can certainly sustain what they did last year. And their defense obviously has room for an improvement, and I think they will improve. Uh, I think you mentioned Aiden Hutchinson, great rookie campaign. I think the pass rush gets better. I think they've improved at linebacker. I think they've improved in the secondary, you know, bringing in a couple of free agents. Um, the, the worry I have about the defense is their coordinator, Aaron Glenn. I, I've got to see more out of this guy before I'm completely sold. I didn't, you know, I don't know if it was him or just the defense being poor last year that reflected upon him. I, I've got to watch him a little bit more, and, and, and I've got my fingers crossed, obviously, with that future bet that I made. 
And again, I did this with Cleveland as well. Cleveland was definitely a team that I saw as, uh, you know, under the radar that could be really, really good. Detroit's not necessarily under the radar, um, but I do think that they can improve upon what they did last year. I really like Campbell as a coach. You know, I, I love this guy's style. He absolutely has these guys motivated week in and week out. And he's kind of surrounded himself with all former players as coaches on that staff. I, I think the offensive coordinator is another guy who's you know going to be a head coach here pretty soon, especially if he pulls off another year like he did last year. Um, but I think this team has a lot of upside. Uh, the schedule is not terribly difficult. You know, it's kind of a weaker division that they play in already. Um, if you look at some of the numbers here, early down success rate last year, they were ninth in the NFL. If they can improve upon that, this this offense becomes even more dangerous. And you talked about Gibbs, the running back. You know, people questioned that draft pick, but we've seen what he's been doing in camp so far. He looks tremendous. Now, the wide receiver out of Arkansas, he's going to miss a few games, but I think that guy has a ton of upside as well. Um, the receiving core is solid. I wouldn't call it great, and obviously they're missing that one guy for, I believe, the first six weeks. But... I just this th I just think this team has a, a whole heck of a lot of promise and and like I said I, I don't like to jump on that trendy team but I don't think that team I don't think this Lions team quite qualifies for that just yet um, I think they're really solid I think the defense is improved and if the defense is improved on what this team was last year they're going to be a force to be reckoned with you like them um, to win the NFC at nine to one Brady. Yeah, and I'll also, you know, preface that by saying, Jimmy, I, I don't necessarily like the Lions in the role of the favorite, so I don't want to bet them to win the division. Um, and, and I mentioned this with Cleveland, too. Just get to the postseason and then give me an opportunity to monetize. And, and, you know, you get a good future number, and so you get into a situation where you can hedge or something and make a couple bucks. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. I'm not necessarily saying they're going to win the NFC. I think they've got a shot, and I think I've got a shot to make some money with that ticket. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about, uh, you know, securing profitability uh, when you've got uh, futures that you can uh, hedge on or certainly try and middle on uh, when your team is a favorite. Uh, Randy, uh, you're not so uh, you're not so high on the Detroit Lions this year. And we'll see about a team that in the new spot of, you know, handling expectations. Yeah. In my opinion, the Lions this year, the most high variance team in the market that you can find, they're either going to make and, and make the win. As far as Brady's talking about, they're either going to have that big season or they're going to have the middle of the road and lower part of the season. And I'm not a big fan of this Dan Campbell, and I'm not a fan of this organization. You know, since 2000, 131 and 237, second worst record in the NFL. You trust this team in a spot like that? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a one-game variance, you know, one-year variance, so maybe they will reach their peaks. I'll see that. Dan Campbell probably cost the team the playoffs last year with numerous first half and end game strategies that uh, all he needs to do is hire a strategy coach, probably any, any gambler. I mean, you look at Twitter blowing up after some of his moves and, uh, and uh, he always made the right or the wrong ones in my opinion. And a lot of other people's going down the stretch, which I think cost them the playoffs. So I, I can't back Dan Campbell's a good coach. Their offense. Yeah. Is elite, which, which will add to variance-type games, 
which will put them in close games, which you probably want the coach in the other side, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, you got Goff has done very well after the trade, you know, probably the best quarterback now, him or Cousins in the division. So, uh, but are these running backs going to fill in the guys they lost? We'll wait and see Montgomery. You know, he uh, carried the ball a lot for Chicago, and we'll see how good this rookie is. You know, you never know about rookies. You know, this guy looks good from Georgia, but, you know, he had Georgia's offensive line blocking for him, so we'll, we'll see. He's got a good offensive line, you know, top top five offensive line in Detroit if they stay healthy. You know, the receivers came on pretty well, but then they're missing the guy for gambling for six weeks. And their defense is the biggest question on this team. You know, Jerry Gray, you guys pointed him out. Yeah, I think he's one of the weaker, weaker coordinators. But uh, you know, of course, Hutchinson had a big game, and they did to do some free agents to add to that. We'll see if that adds to any uh, plays as far as during the season. I see a week four spots, and another thing with their schedule, they have three Thursday games, which is a rarity in the NFL. Of course, they have their traditional uh, Thanksgiving. They have uh, the KC game, and then they have this game which I think they're a bet against. They're going to Green Bay Lambeau Field on Thursday. Definitely a great play if they're favored, which uh, the projective line is like a minus two, two and a half. So that's one play against Detroit, along with the season wins. In my opinion, you get the variance. I'd take them under and no playoffs. You, you, you said, Jerry, Greg, you mean Aaron Glenn, uh, yeah, the uh, the defensive coordinator. Yeah, Camp, Campbell took him over, you know, when they both came from the Saints staff to take it. Now, that, listen, Campbell is an interesting – this whole Lions deal is, is an interesting, you know, deal. Um, they're still going to be offensive heavy in a little defensive light. It's just a matter of uh, how much. They're going to have their fair share of close games. Um, I, I, I like golf, how he is kind of resurrected or just righted his career. We saw a couple of uh, veteran quarterbacks, Geno Smith last year and, and also golf. Uh, because once Stafford won the Super Bowl over there, they were just like, you know, they just discounted him as like trash or something. He was very good uh, last season. Randy, I think it takes an outside-the-box guy to change the culture, such a poor culture uh, that the Lions have had, and try and, you know, try and, you know, just get their, their frame of mind right. Is it a brother-in-law deal with Aaron Glenn? Because there's familiarity there, being on the same staff under Sean Payton with the New Orleans Saints. But I do agree with you. But there, guys can improve as far as game management, and you know, as far especially you know when to go for it, when not to go for it. I do remember he pulled off a fake punt though that worked against the Miami Dolphins in a win uh, there. But uh, guys, just, just I mean. I think it's Campbell because people are like, what is this guy talking about with the kneecaps and everything else? And, you know, oh, my God, this is a disaster waiting to happen. But he has brought some fight to them uh, as well. So, And I could tell you this, within that Saints organization, he was respected. When they called, when they called Sean Payton, he gave, the, he gave them glaring reviews about Dan Campbell. Yeah, Jimmy, I agree with you. And obviously he excels in that department, the motivational department, the culture change, and and the players have absolutely 100% bought in. I agree with you as well, Randy. He made a number of questionable decisions or lack thereof at the end of the half, the end of the game, or what have you. And I also agree with you, Jimmy. I think you can improve in that area. The one thing I think that Dan Campbell has going for him in order to improve in that area, I don't think he's a dumb guy. I think he's a pretty smart guy. And, and if, he, if he knows, he realizes that he made those mistakes, uh, hopefully he's working this offseason to correct that. 
I'm curious to know your guys' opinion as well. We saw that very first game come out, the Chiefs hosting the Lions, and I thought the line would be around six or something like that, and I think it opened as high as like nine and a half. Now we've seen it come down. It's settled in at seven. Randy, would you want to take the seven points with the Lions there against the Chiefs at home? Yeah, it all depends on the Chiefs' defense. We'll see if uh, that I'm all about the Chiefs if Chris Jones is playing. You know, if they, they settle that, if he sits out this game, uh, you know, maybe not so much. And uh, we haven't seen these uh, Super Bowl, you know, cover that well in, uh, on these first games. So we'll see if there's a little hangover for the Chiefs. Yeah, the, the, the Jones thing is a, a huge factor. No question about that. Let's move on to the second team. And we talk about odd stories. Here we go. Vikings 13-4 and last year. A record 11-0. and in one score games and still that the, the the public was fading them i mean and they get to the end the i mean a, a limited roster new york giants team in the playoffs and they and the public's betting them they bet the giants and really the giants won routinely it was not much of a fight uh, by the minnesota vikings at home in that wild card game the vikings eight and a half from 13 to eight and a half so four <laughs> I mean, four and a half uh, game dip. I think uh, the the luck factor or the re- you know recognition of their you know maybe to, to re- you know revert back to the mean uh, this year and kind of go against them a little bit is baked into that number. Yes, to make the playoffs plus one ten. No is minus one thirty four to win the Super Bowl forty to one. Right in the middle of the league, sixteenth NFC sixteen to one to uh, make it to the Super Bowl, win the NFC seventh. Well, Justin Jefferson's a real deal. Offensive uh, player of the year. He is co-favored at 12 to 1. Most receiving yards, he is first choice at 6 to 1. Uh, most passing yards, Cousins, 10 to 1. That's fourth. And no matter what you say and what you do, and he's not the best clutch quarterback, but damn it, he piles up yards every year uh, through the air, does Kirk Cousins. The Minnesota Vikings, after an unbelievable year last year, Brady, your thoughts in 2023. Well, you certainly spelled it out there. I mean, the odds makers are, are on to this thing about uh, the one-score games, aren't they? I mean, they the Minnesota Vikings, unfortunately, have really set themselves up for a big drop-off this year. 11-0 in one-score games, a record in NFL history. That is not going to happen again. It's going to regress. They also, on top of that, had tremendous injury luck. So they're really set up to fall off here are the Minnesota Vikings. And we kind of saw that play out in that playoff game that you referenced against the New York Giants. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I like him. I think he's a top 10, top 12-ish quarterback in the league year in and year out. He always, you know, is good in production and offense. He's always good for a couple turnovers as well. Um, He's just a pretty darn solid quarterback, but I don't know if he's I don't know if he's a quarterback that can take a team to a Super Bowl. I think this defense arguably gets worse. I think they have less talent than they have than they had last year. I think the offensive line probably improves a little bit. We know about the receiving core. It's world-class. They obviously lose Dalvin Cook in the backfield. I just don't think if you're a Lion or a Minnesota fan or a Minnesota backer, uh, I think the, the outlook is bleak because they, they ascended so high in 2022 and with everything that's gone on in the offseason, like I say, I think the defense is worse. I, I think they're really set up for a pretty poor season here. Who knows? They could finish last in that division. 
you know, and not to go into every uh, player that they lost or game, but they were an offseason loser. And yeah. so and there's no doubt about that. And Randy, here's another little uh, stat for you know, they, they're 13 and four last year and they were outgained for the season. So, I mean, another one, one analytic study showed that their record should have been six and a half, you know, six or seven wins should have been their record uh, last year. Your thoughts on the Vikings this year? Yeah, I think they still got a shot here to make the playoffs. I think their offense is still going to be pretty good. You know, I liked what I seen out of O'Connell the first year as far as making, you know, he was probably the most impressive first year coach I've seen in a while. Got them some wins that way. If you watch that show, Coaches, that uh, it was on Netflix, uh, I've seen some good things out of O'Connell and that. And uh, I was pretty impressed first year. Of course, I'm, you know, from the area, grew up there and uh, a Viking fan. I think they got a shot, you know, to hold on. You know, their biggest, you know, you see you guys lost and free agent. Their biggest acquisition is Brian Flores. You know, Brian Flores is a very good defensive coach. You know, oh, absolutely. They had to scrap some of that defense because they had high contracts and this kind of thing. They did keep Daniil Hunter. They did keep Harrison Smith. But the rest of their uh, the rest of their defense is guys that I haven't even really heard of. You know, they they filled some other holes. But uh, you know, I'm I'm confident that Flores is going to turn to make the difference a little bit on defense. He might not make it early. You know, and unfortunately, they get a late buy, which is going to hurt them a little bit. But uh, they have an easy, easy enough schedule to hang in there, I think. You know, maybe be one of the second or third, you know, playoff teams, you know. But uh, that's what I'm looking at. I'm banking on O'Connell, the offense. There'll be high-variance games kind of like Detroit will have, but you got the coaching in your favor on the Viking side, and that's what won on them close games. And you got to throw out some of that point differential. They got blown out by 40 points against Dallas in one game. So, you know, analytics sometimes doesn't kick that in. You know, that's a one-game situation. They had other games where they had their, you know, our offensive guys, you know, most of their offensive line hurt, and that was their problem against Dallas that hurt that point differential. So I still think this team can hang in there. You know, they're not going to contend for any uh, thing if they do make the playoffs, but I think they can scrape by, maybe sneak in the division, and and maybe make a wild card. So I would take the plus price. All right. Uh, so Randy likes the Vikings to make it to the playoffs plus 110. Yeah, you got to give the coach some credit for, you know, getting out gain for the season and, and, you know, winning 13 games. I mean, some game management had to be factored in at some point. Uh, for that season so interesting year for the Minnesota Vikings well here we go again another big storyline the Green Bay Packers well life after Aaron Rodgers so uh, absolutely miserable for the last four years in Green Bay and tried to make everybody uh, on the team and the organization miserable too to model citizens slash teammate uh, in New York how funny how that works Green Bay the win total is seven and a half to make it to the playoffs plus 163 to the yes no is minus two dollars Super Bowl 60 to 1 to win the NFC 25 to 1. Coach of the year. This will be an interesting year for Matt LaFleur. No doubt about that. He got very little credit for the wins uh, when Aaron Rodgers were there was there. If he could uh, if he could have a winning season or something, he will get some credit. So an interesting number right there. Most interceptions, uh, Jordan Love, uh, 13 to 1. So we will see about that. So life after Aaron Rodgers, some thoughts on the 2023 Packers, Brady. 
I, you know, I thought you brought up a good point about Matt LaFleur for Coach of the Year, Jimmy. That could be a good spot. I, I mean, we know how these awards go. Uh, the situation is certainly set up, you know, preseason. He, he's he's already got you know he's already checking one box. Uh, what he what can he do uh, with his star quarterback gone? And I think he's a pretty darn good coach. I, I don't think he's a dummy either. Um, but the question I think with this team is all about Jordan Love. I, I think their defense can be pretty decent. Um, it, it seems a little bit boomer bust for me, but I see their defense probably settling in at above average. I think they have a great running game uh, with Aaron Jones and uh, the other guy from Boston College. I can't remember his name right now, but uh, kind of a thunder and lightning there. Uh, really good running game. I think the offensive line is solid. Dave Bakhtiari is going to be back healthy this year. It's kind of all about Jordan Love. You know, he only has 86 passing plays in his NFL career. Uh, 13 to one might be another good one to take as far as most interceptions. Um, it's hard. I'll tell you one thing. It's hard to get a gauge uh, for me anyway, on, on how it's going to work out for the Packers, because I don't have a real good feel for what Jordan Love's going to be able to do. But the other thing is public perception. It seems like everybody is down on the Packers because Aaron Rodgers is gone. And because of that, I think this team is a little bit sneaky to bet on. I, I would probably rather kind of back the Packers because everybody's doubting them rather than go against them. I think LaFleur is going to have the same approach as when he took over with Aaron Rodgers, if he did it with Aaron Rodgers. But he was made Aaron Rodgers more of a game manager. I mean, he was very – when he first got there, it was – almost like he was nurturing a young quarterback. So he's 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 probably going to do that have that same approach that he did that season uh with uh with Jordan Love. But Matt LaFleur 15 to 1 who's fifth choice uh at coach of the year. And sort of these narratives and these build-ups. Yeah. You you're not you're not getting uh you're not getting um, Andy Reid as coach of the year. You're not getting <laughs> unless he runs a table. You're not getting Belichick as coach of the year and you got to have a low starting point uh for those and, and no question about that or some sort of narrative um, like that they get to the playoffs or they win the division he's got a shot which uh which randy you say it's a uh, plus 400 is worth a shot for green bay to win the division yeah you know i'm down on detroit you got to look at another team to win the division i think this might be the one maybe minnesota i'm down on chicago so uh i would take a little shot here at green bay you know can can Matt LaFleur prove he's a elite coach this year? If he if he does pull off the division, I think you got to consider him in that stage. So we'll see what happens with that. Their offensive line, like they mentioned, is average except for back to Yari, the tackle plays. I think that was mentioned by Brady. You know, strong running game there with uh, Jones and AJ Dillon will help him. And I think Love will help in the in the running game probably with some repad pass options that they didn't have with uh, often injured Rodgers the last few years. So uh, that might help them control the ball. You know, the wide receivers are young. You know, they got the good one out of North Dakota State that came on late. And, uh, you know, the other guy from Nevada came on, came on at the beginning. We'll see how they develop with Love as a quarterback. Their defense under Joe Barry, you know, started off slow last year and came on late. A lot of that was due to injuries. So we'll see what happens with that. The only real question on this team's always been special teams. I mean, they have one of the worst special teams. Cost them a playoff game against San Fran a couple of years ago or a year ago or whenever it was. And uh, 
we see a lot of mistakes. You know, I've seen uh, a lot of mistakes for them in special teams, probably one of the worst special teams uh, games. And that factors in the game a little bit, uh, not usually in a handicapping because it's high variance, but uh, that's a spot. Another spot I've seen to bet on them was, uh, and their schedule is is okay. They get the early buy, I think, which will help them, help Love uh, work more with these receivers. But they do got that week four showcase game on Thursday night against Detroit. And like I said, to play on them as an underdog in that spot. So that's how I see the Packers this year, one of the two teams I like in the NFC North. So uh, I'm going to take a little shot with them at plus 400 to win the division. All right, the last team that we look at in the NFC North is the Chicago Bears. And some people trying to give the, the Bears a little credit. Now, you know, there's you guys in Las Vegas know you'll run into some people from Chicago that make the visit. And when they make their trip, they bet on the Bears. So there's always a little bit of action out in the desert uh, on Las Vegas. Their win total is 7.5. Playoffs, yes, plus 163. No, minus $2. I like the no at minus $2, I'll tell you that. 60-1 to 1 to win a Super Bowl, that's 20th overall. NFC, 25-1, to 1, that's 9th overall. And it all starts with Justin Fields. And, you know, this, this is a staff that did not, you know, was not a part of the drafting of Justin Fields and moving up and giving up a considerable amount to draft him. And we know about the franchise long a drought at quarterback as a uh, a real star at the passer. And that's the thing. They started shifting fields to more of a runner and they became more competitive. But they did nothing in 2022 to develop him as a passer. And he, I think, he's capable as a passer. I saw him at Ohio State put balls at times into tight windows and make some really nice throws. He's not just an athlete with no skill at throwing the ball. But I just thought they wasted a year on trying to develop him in that aspect of the game. And that's what it's all about, to me, for long-term success. Brady, your thoughts on the Bears, who are getting a little bit of a, a, little bit of a fashionable play at 7.5. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier, you know, there's always those off-season darlings in a trendy team, and I think uh, one of those teams this year is the Chicago Bears, and, you know, I'm with Randy. I don't get it. I, I, I don't think this team is that great, and why all of a sudden should they be? Now, Justin Fields, yeah, certainly he's a tremendous runner. His wide receiving core has been improved, and we didn't get to see a ton of Chase Claypool last year coming over from Pittsburgh, but I think he'll be a factor in that offense. I think the offensive line is still average at best. I, I think the defensive line is one of the worst in the NFL. I think they're weak in the secondary. I'm not quite sure about Eberflus as a coach. I don't know if you know we can really, I think the jury's probably still out a little bit on him just one year in. Um, you know, we're talking a lot about organizations, strong and weak organizations. I don't think this organization is that strong. So I, I don't really know where all the love is for the Bears. Now, they do have some reason to, to you know, bank on turnaround here. They were 1-3 in field goal games. They were 1-7 in one-score games, minus 2 in turnover margin. And get this, minus 38 in sack margin. That's got to be the biggest number in the NFL. Um, and I think they drafted one offensive lineman, and you got to figure that's going to help a little bit. But again, I, I think offensive line is average at best. And it's unfortunate because I think as fans, Justin Fields is great to watch. And who knows, he might get beaten up here before too long uh, if they don't find a way to protect him. Uh, Randy, on my radio show last year, we highlighted the Bears, you know, at this time last year. And you said, 
Uh, you, you you really were down on them. So you, you 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 hit that one last year. One year later, your thoughts on the Bears and that win total at seven and a half. Looks like you like the under. Yeah, I think it's still a little high. I don't think they can uh, get uh, at most maybe seven wins, but uh, it would take a lot of effort here. You know, as far as talking about fields or offensive line, I got in the you know low twenties, even with this. Uh, Big Darnell Wright that they brought in from Tennessee. We'll see what, you know, you never know what you get from a rookie lineman either. They get some struggles right away. and and uh, But Fields will help with the running game. And uh, they do get this uh, running back back, Herbert. He was a big player for him a couple years ago. A lot of big plays. They lost Montgomery. They're, uh, you know, their four-yard guy pretty much. And he went to Detroit. So uh, we'll see if they can get – they need a running game for uh, – Fields because they really don't have that great op, uh, greater receivers. You know, they did have some injuries on that as far as they go with the little guy Moody. And, uh, of course, they brought in a couple other guys. Commence a good tight end. So that's a – but this offense is going to be, you know, we'll see if they can hold up for Fields. You now, Fields does gut it out. He does cover for you if you bet him as an underdog. You know, he'll, he can get that backdoor cover, but uh, – as far as laying points, I wouldn't do that with him. You know, the defense is supposed to be Eberflus's, uh, Eberflus's uh, trademark, so we'll see if they improve. Of course, he got rid of Smith, and we'll see if his acquisitions here can add to that. You know, we'll see if they won the trade, you know, to get D.J. Moore and the other draft picks. You know, see if uh, Bryce Young is a good quarterback. You never know with his size. I think they made the right, you know, I think they won the trade as far as goes so far but we'll see what happens with Bryce Bryce Young as far as that goes you know they do have defensive uh decent defensive guys in the backfield which will help this defense which uh Eberflus had at uh, Indianapolis so we'll see if they improve there and their special teams will be benefited Herbert is also a uh, kick returner so that should help them and but unfortunately they as far as a young team they get a, a late buy which should hurt this team a little bit. We'll see if they got any strength of uh, players and see if the injuries uh, keep up there. So that's going to hurt them a little bit. So, you know, not too much to uh, look at as far as a positive with the Bears. I still got to stay under with them. All right. You know, in Eberflus, you talk about the love there. 13-1 to 1 at, for Coach of the Year, Bet Rivers. That's tied for third. Tied for third. Now, uh, one you know one way to win uh, coach of the year is a big jump in record. Well, three and fourteen that that qualifies there. But oh, he was part of that three and fourteen a year ago as well. So we'll see about the Chicago Bears. I'm not buying a love. I think I think minus two dollars on no playoffs is pretty light. And I'm not in the in the market of laying you know juice at uh, minus two dollars. But that I think it should be a lot a lot pricier than that. Brady, uh, you you wanted to jump in uh, one more thing on the Bears. No, no, not at all. But I agree with you. I think that price is light. Uh, I might go bet that after we finish up here. <laughs> <laughs> Brady Cannon, former Westgate Superbook uh, con- NFL contest winner back in 2011. Our buddy Randy McKay finished in the top 10 two different times. I know you guys will be in the contest out in Las Vegas this year as well. For Brady, for Randy, I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. <laughs> 